It's like the reports you would get of people in London or some major city, and they might have a heart attack and fall on the, on the street and people just walk over them. That should never be in a Christian's life. And we should see the need. When the Lord Jesus looked over the multitudes, he saw them scattered and fainting. When you think of your neighbors, your friends, do you think of them as lost souls, dying in sin? They need the Savior. They need Christ. And you can be like the Lord Jesus. And you can be extending sympathy to those in need. Welcome again to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Today's message is all about the sympathy that is in our Lord Jesus. What a tender, compassionate Savior Jesus was. And in this cruel dog-eat-dog world, we need such a Savior. We read here in Matthew 8.36 that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. The point I want to make in this message today is that as we pray for laborers, for pastors, preachers, evangelists, we need to pray for men who are just like the Lord Jesus, with big hearts, hearts full of mercy toward the lost, that we may lead them out of their hurting and their conviction of sin into the liberty of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. That's the blessedness of the good news of the gospel. To the person who is broken in heart, the person who has broken the law of God, the person who sees that they're bankrupt spiritually and morally, they have messed up their lives completely, perhaps even like that prodigal, who has lost everything, and there, while feeding the pigs, feeling his want. Well, even he returned, and he was received by his father. And this is the message of the Bible, the good news of the gospel, that broken sinners who repent and return will be received, and they will be saved. And so you 
can be saved today. And I want you to listen on, listen into the message today on the sympathy that is in the heart of the Lord Jesus. And I will tell the story of my mother who went along to the doctor and just talking to the man was a tremendous comfort to her heart. And that's what Christians do. They just talk to the Lord Jesus and tell them their their problems. Now, for sinners, you must come broken, empty, bankrupt. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. And you see there that Christ died for you, that he might give you eternal life. May you enter into that today. So stay tuned as we let the Bible speak. Now, the next thing I want to suggest is that we need to take rest in the sympathy of the Lord Jesus. It's one thing to know about it. It's one thing to observe it, perhaps working somewhere else. But you and I need to personally take rest in the Lord Jesus. How do we do that? Well, consider him, we're told in Hebrews 3.1. Consider this great high priest of our profession. Keep looking to him. But also we need to come in prayer. This has been a week that has been focusing a lot in prayer. Why do we pray as Christians? Prayer is the unburdening of our hearts to a ready Savior who is full of compassion and cares for us. Now in Hebrews 4.14, and that's a key text, and I want you to look at that one with me. Hebrews 4 and verse 14 always like to give time to, to find the place. Seeing that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Verse 15, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Wonderful. So what do we do about it? It's the so what question. Well, verse 16 is the answer. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That's how we find rest in the sympathy of the Lord Jesus. The word boldly, by the way, is all out. All out prayer. Putting it all on the table. All your troubles and trials, spreading them out before the Lord and praying them through that the Lord might come and strengthen you in the midst of them. Pray to him, knowing that he is the same compassionate Lord Jesus as ever before. Nothing has changed. Knowing that there is no problem too great or too small. We have to learn as Christians to pray on the little things as well as the big things. We can find great joy and great peace in bringing the little things to the Lord Jesus. There was a time when the disciples had a problem and they were told, go and tell Jesus. 
My mother has enjoyed very good health most of her life. She, apart from some mobility issues, is still enjoying fairly good health as far as eating and talking. Now, answering the phone is a bit of a problem. I've been trying to phone her a few times this week, and for some reason it didn't pick up. Sometimes you, you, you hear voices on the other side, but she's not answering. So maybe she needs help in that area. But I remember times when I was a boy, and then she would go to visit the doctor. Now, the doctor in Oma was up on the hill very near the school where uh, I went to. And sometimes I would go home and I would actually see the car up at the doctor's office parked, you know, the house on one side and the clinic right beside it. But she would come home and she would tell happily and thankfully good reports. And she would say this, I just feel better talking to that man. You know, that's how it is as a Christian. That's how it is. With all the cares of life, Go to the Lord. Spread them all out. Boldly. Coming boldly to the throne of grace. Now that doesn't mean that in every prayer meeting you hang your all the washing of your life for everybody to hear. We need to have some discretion in public prayer. But when it comes to you and your family, and those who know the trials and things that are troubling you, spread them out. Come boldly, all out. Quit the feeble prayers. Quit the muttering prayers. Put them into words, real language. Just as if you had gone to the doctor's office and you wrote out a little list of the things you wanted to talk about and you communicate to him as best you can how you feel, what's the problem, and the advice you need. And as you come to the Lord, you talk to him about the struggles. Lord, I feel I'm failing to be a witness. I'm failing to read the Bible. Lord, help me. By the way, that is the single key, most important word in the language of prayer. It is the word help. I checked the book of Psalms 32 times in the book of Psalms. You have the word help. And of course, it's the, it's, the, it's the prayer book of the Christian. Any other book that is next is 10. Chronicles had 10 references with help. But the Psalms, 32. And the word help is the key word. Help. Surely you can do that. Surely that can revolutionize your prayer life. Like Samuel who was able to say, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. What a, a way to enter into that rest. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to the Lord in prayer. And isn't it true? Isn't that right? Isn't that, that, that hymn writer knew something about human nature. He, he knew something about Christians. And he was confessing it himself. We, what a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. 
And you know, you should go to the Lord Jesus before you go to anyone else. Isn't it a sad thing that people will phone up the minister and say, look, I need comfort or strength in something. And they've never gone to the Lord first? No. How do we rest in the sympathy that is in the Lord Jesus? You don't want second-hand help. You want first-hand help. Go to the Lord. Try to strengthen you. I had several other things to say on that, but I'm going to waive them. And I'm going to go now to the remedy of the Lord's sympathy. We need, if we're going to enjoy resting in the sympathy of the Lord Jesus, we need to minister the remedy. As a minister, often, when we are called to speak with, pray with someone in trouble, the call to minister does us more good than the person that called. Why? Because we have been pressed to ask, how am I going to speak to this? How am I going to help this person? And we'll go to the Bible and we'll look for passages and ask the Lord to guide. And when we get to the person to talk to them, so often the Lord helps us to, to speak and pray with them. And we come away strengthened ourselves. Why? We are ministering the remedy. And as we minister to others, we are greatly strengthened in ourselves. Now remember how the Lord prayed. Pray ye therefore that the Lord will send forth laborers into his harvest. But what kind of laborers did the Lord want? Laborers with the same sympathy as he. Sympathizing laborers. Those who see the sheep in their need. The reason why some people have empathy is because they see the hurting. And in Enniskillen, there are all kinds of people in need. But how often do we see the need? It's like the reports you would get of people in London or some major city, and they might have a heart attack and fall on the, on the street, and people just walk over them. That should never be in a Christian's life. And we should see the need. When the Lord Jesus looked over the multitudes, he saw them scattered and fainting. When you think of your neighbors, your friends, do you think of them as lost souls, dying in sin? They need the Savior. They need Christ. And you can be like the Lord Jesus and you can be extending sympathy to those in need. We had a, a, a soloist singing this week, Change Me into the Lord's Image, Romans eight twenty nine, to be changed and conformed into the image of the Lord Jesus. Here's an area where we need to be conformed. We need more sympathy. We need more of the compassion that was in the heart of our Lord Jesus. And if the news breaks out 
that on Chanter Hill there's a congregation of people that are full of compassion for troubled and struggling souls, the Lord will bring them in. The church should be a nursery for hurting souls. We need to pray the Lord will take away the hardness. One of the great criticisms that we get as free Presbyterians is that we're too hard. That's because we preach against the Pope and we preach against apostasy and we name blasphemers of our Lord Jesus and we take a stand for the Lord Jesus and people say we're too hard. Well, those are areas that our Lord Jesus also stood strong. He faced the hypocrites, the blasphemers of this world, but he was also compassionate to the lost and the struggling. We're called to pray for the fields that are white unto harvest and for hurting souls. And I can speak for Canada tonight. It's a land of depression. The suicide rate is fearful. Drug addiction at all-time high. Homelessness in every major, not just cities, but even in Saskatchewan, in farm towns. Homeless people. We have many so broken. If you were to visit my mother's home, on the windowsill just above the sink of the kitchen is a little card with a 28-year-old me. And this is the text that's on it. It was my prayer card when I went out to Canada in 1984. This was the text. The Lord saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion. I thought about my own ministry of 38 years now. Have I been like the Lord Jesus? Have I truly been compassionate to the lost and the hurting? I did preach for 10 years at a street rescue mission in Vancouver every month. I actually went down the streets of Vancouver at times and people recognized me uh, from that regular ministry. It's not good sometimes when it's the down and outs that recommend you and everybody else walks by. But you know, that's how I'm going to be judged. It's not just, did I go? It's not just that I stick it out for however many years. Did I reflect the compassion that was in the Lord Jesus? And when you deal with broken marriages and broken lives, people in all kinds of trouble. We had one lady in our church, still going, and she had a tremendous gift for street ministry. And she brought person after person to our church who was either on drugs or recovering from drugs and going through the fires of life. I can say that I was thankful that she brought those people with her. Now, sometimes they would fidget in the meetings and they would disrupt in other things. But the Lord sends us to the scattered, the faint, and to minister with the same compassion that is in the Lord Jesus. As we become established churches and ministries, there's a danger we might lose that compassion. 
Obviously, any young man that's going into a new community and starting off afresh, he's got to have something in his heart and something of Christ to build a church. But as the church is developed and strengthened, gets a bit of history, are we not in danger of losing that compassion? Maybe you have lost something of that. Maybe that's why you don't come to the prayer meeting anymore. Maybe that's why you don't do outreach or are interested in tract distribution. Maybe that's why you shorten things. You've lost the heart that was in the Son of God as he saw the multitudes and was moved with compassion. That bowels yearning with pity. Pray against hardness of heart. Plead with God to soften your heart and to make you to be conformed more and more into that beautiful image of the Lord Jesus. I'm so thankful the Lord had pity on me and has pity on me every day that he deals with me in mercy. And that's how we must minister, in mercy to the needy and the lost. Pray for your minister that he will be a man with a big heart. He's called to take a stand and stand strong for the doctrines of the gospel. He needs to be a strong man. But pray that he never becomes a hardened man, but rather has that tenderness, that shepherd's heart to minister to the fainting, the unlovely. That's real gospel work. May the Lord equip us all for such a work. Pray for our ministers in Canada, U.S., for these young men that are now launching out. Pray that even what we look upon as a late hour, that there may be a move of God, a ministry of mercy to lost souls across the nations. We pray for that. May the Lord bless you tonight. Thank you for being with us for this meeting. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus Since I found in Him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how He changed my life completely he did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me. All my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms about me 
And he led me in the way I ought to go Every day he comes to me with new assurance More and more I understand his words of love But I'll never know just why he came to save me Till someday I see his blessed face above No one ever cared for me like Jesus There's no other friend so as he no one else could take the sin and the darkness from me oh how much he Savior, what a gospel. And I want to invite you to trust in the Savior today. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, the Lord Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There is the evidence out of the lips of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, that all who come heavy laden, even with your sins and iniquities, the Lord promises rest, gospel rest. So, as I said in the message, It's not enough just to know that Jesus is sympathetic. You must come and find rest in him by calling on him, coming to him. He says right here, come unto me, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. The Lord will receive you. He will not drive you away, but he will bring you into the place of great grace and great blessing. This is the good news of the gospel, all because we have a wonderful Savior who is full of compassion, who is merciful of great pity to the fallen, the broken, and the repentant. The moment that you repent of sin, turn to the Lord Jesus in faith, calling upon the cleansing blood, the sacrifice that Jesus offered upon the cross, then you are saved. If I can be of any personal help, feel free to call me or email. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to 
www.ltbs.ca, CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Mm-hmm.